Greetings. Greetings, everyone. This is a good conversation happening right here. <laughs> Episode. You ever thought about being on the market, Ben? <laughs> I did have, when I was like sort of leaving school, whatever, you know, like that sort of age when you were starting to get little jobs on the weekend or in the holidays. And um, one of the first jobs that I had was working in uh, Hamleys, which was like, you know, the big old famous toy store right in the center of London, which obviously has probably gone out of business now because nobody goes to shops. But it was like, you know, like kind of big five floors of all the toys in the world. And uh, it was around Christmas time. And they had these little sort of polystyrene airplane things, which you threw yeah. and they went in a circle and came back. And they employed people to sell these, but you didn't get paid anything. You only got paid commission. So you had to stand on this sort of bucket, basically, all day long, trying <laughs> to sell these fucking aeroplanes, <laughs> um, which actually is not that different to standing in a market store, except at least I guess in a market store, you are selling something that people need. I was selling little polystyrene aeroplanes, which <laughs> might come back. Wow. Might come handy sometime. <laughs> we'll definitely invite you when we're uh, on the on the market the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So providing it's it's in the UK, you're in charge of the carrots then. I think. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. So here we are. Um, thank you for those of you joining us live. Thank you for those of you who are listening listening again uh, on whatever means you're listening. I did mention to a friend of mine the other day that uh, that we were doing this. He'd seen something on LinkedIn that we were doing it, uh, and he said. Uh, he said, I might come, but then I thought that I might like you a little bit less. Uh, I didn't know what that meant, so he didn't come, but we were talking about it. And uh, uh, I think, as I then sort of described to him, that there was no content plan. We had no real idea who it was for, <laughs> nor was there any real sort of structure to it. I think he just sort of looked at me like I was completely mad. Um so there we are. It's a it's a it's a kind of evolutionary journey of us working it out. Um, and I know we we uh, one of the themes which came up last time um, was this question of if nature set up a business, what would it look like? And so it seemed a good idea to spend some time talking about that, which I think we're going to do today. But how are you? How are you, people? Anyway, are you well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we are busy. So we are planning the market garden um, and also um, organizing some um, some money for it. Um, so it's 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 like bootstrapping. So uh, you're bootstrapping a farm. Yeah, we are trying to bootstrap a farm, and um, well, that's uh, costs a, a lot of energy. It's it's positive energy, but it's a lot. And because we are bootstrapping, um, we also need. Um, some assignments um, to to get some money to earn some mm -hmm. money uh, up front. So and then and we hope to get more balance uh, when the farm is growing, mm -hmm. more income from the farm and lesser income from consultancy work or uh, facilitate. Mm -hmm. But and now so what, what, what's what? what's what's been the what's what's the the main thing around the kind of farm? What's on the what's at the top of the to do list for the farm at the moment? Um, well, that's the, the question. So, how would a business look like if you look at nature? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's actually the same thing we do in farm now. So, we're looking now for the the pioneering plants. Actually, mm -hmm. so which 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 
things on the farm we need to start first to get customers get noticed just mm-hmm. in surroundings and uh, but also to gain some experience to to uh, well getting to, to produce compost as soon as possible our own compost and so we can close the i call it the, 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 cir- the, cir- the circles the name is king um and so at the moment uh, we started a, a small market garden we're planning for that it's like 500 square meters uh, 80 beds of vegetables that we can sell in the direct neighborhood mm-hmm. Just to for us to get some experience, like really planning a market garden, and uh, and also to, uh, to get familiar with the surroundings, to, to meet different people around the garden. So that's that's the first assignment. Mm-hmm. And then we can uh, we can look for participants. Yeah. For the bigger plan. And so, uh, if you uh, one of the things I think we spoke about last week was the we were talking about banks, I think, and whether banks could be regen- regenerative. Right. The, the thing that sort of comes up there as you're uh, you're talking deals. So um, <clears throat> you're getting investment. I think yeah, you mentioned that. So speaking to investors, uh, investors who come on board kind of early, and will that work in the same sort of um, kind of seed investment? I mean, these words actually sound much more relevant in this context. So. Do you get in, get some investors to prove that the concept works in a market garden idea, and then you try and enlarge it? Is the same sort of? Are you working to that same kind of diagram with the farm as you might with a startup business? Well, yeah, to, to, this morning we talked with each other about this, and um, well, the most the most ideal situation is that we now get all the investment so we can plant all the trees this year. Uh, uh, and we can we can uh, uh, lay down the infrastructure of the whole farm. Of course, that's that's the most ideal um, situation. But there are a, a few parameters. So um, um, labor to unexperienced guys who are going to ex- exploit um, twenty hectares. Um, so that's that's not uh, realistic. And uh, on the other hand, um, um, the um, well, that we don't have this big bag of money mm. at the beginning. So we have to start small. And it's not that we want... So when, when you when you uh, read the news, especially uh, business news, it's all about uh, startups who are getting this, this loads of millions of dollars to invest again in marketing and more uh, employees and, and to, to gain more customers. That's not the way we want to do it with the farm. So it's not that we start small and then we get more and more and more and more investors and, and, and money. No, we want to try to, to build this farm with the, the, the less money we need because the, the, the sooner we, 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 are, we are independent of investors, um, the sooner we can actually make a real profit, not only money-wise, but also for uh, the soil and for biodiversity and all the ecosystem services. So that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, and I think also the, the just the organic growth is really important. So we can just put a farm up of 20, 20 hectares, but then then we didn't participate, we didn't find participants in the neighborhood. So I think it's very important that our neighborhood and the, the local community uh, are part of the of, of building the farm 
pressure. It doesn't have to take 20 years, but at least a couple of years so we can bring people in and they participate with us in, 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 uh, in developing the farm. And then you have a collective ownership. I think that's really important. Uh, and then we also have very interesting conversation with investors when it comes to, well, how do we pay back investment? When do we pay back investment? Which interest rates? Uh, and then, well, wh what is actually the value of this investment? So traditional investments, uh, oh, we won uh, uh, at least 8%. Um, um, but now we have conversation with, okay, what value do we deliver? Um, it's, of course, it's a financial return and, and it's, it's, a, it, it's longer. So we don't have a big financial return in two years. It's going to take maybe, maybe up to 10 or maybe 15 years before we can, mm -hmm. before we have a decent revenue because nature needs to develop, the farm needs to develop. We cannot, need, yeah. and then, uh, and then you say, okay, but what about, uh, for instance, uh, ecosystem services? Mm -hmm. We're going to plant trees. We are going to grow food. We are sequestering carbon in the soil. Um, so these are all values that maybe sooner or later will also translate to an economy. Yeah. Um, so just noticing Matt, Matt's question there. Do you think the investors are pushing you away from your vision? Not yet. So, but I think we have to be cautious about it. Yeah. So uh, that's also that we are now exploring this concept of steward ownership, where, where you separate the uh, financial um, benefits from the, um, um, the, the, the rights to, 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 to vote for the mission or vote for organizational um, stuff. So you have to separate, separate these, these things because when I think also when, you're, um, when you have an organization with an, with an vision for impact or, or social impact. Um, if you have a lot of um, investors, you, they can push you away from your vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it also depends on which kind of investors are where they're from. So if you have uh, people from the local community, they have a relationship to the land, they have a relationship to the neighborhood. This is other type of investment than you have a bank with a headquarters somewhere in Utrecht or maybe abroad that have no feeling with the land whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They're just there for the financial return. Mm -hmm. I think this is also so. So back to the question about if nature sets up a business. I think this is this is an essential thing. So nature uses um, um, their resources. The, the, the nature uses or a tree uses. There are very local, hyper-local, so they are in, in their um, environment. And that's also how you can set up um, this, this investment diversity. So, of course, we need now maybe some, some, some bank or an investor who, who uh, takes the, the risks to, to give us some seed money. But, yeah, we want also build relationship with, with people who are close to us, close to the, to the land, uh, and invest with time or money in the farm and I think that's more sustainable mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and how do you call it resilient mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for for uh, the future yeah I think it's interesting isn't it the um uh given the question for today you know if nature is our business and these words which business uses like seed money and growing organically <laughs> yeah. and all of these you know like and just that th these are the words that we're using 
by kind of contrast, though, I so I spoke to uh, another friend of mine who is a professor of climate science. So he's a scientist, right? And uh, I was talking to him about the idea of a business school, which was kind of learned from the principles of nature. And he basically kind of looked at me with this kind of hugely kind of just sort of quizzical sort of disbelief, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think he might have actually said that because like, you know, like he's saying, you know, nature is brutal. Nature is completely brutal. Uh, And so, you know, what does it mean? to have a business, which is, you know, if nature set up a business, well, you know, given that nature is brutal, nature is constantly killing things, constantly kind of sort of moving things on it. It shows kind of no emotion, obviously, all of these sorts of things. Uh, and so that's, I guess, the other side, isn't it, of this question, if nature set up a business, there is also that brutal side, because it's easy to dwell in the, in the kind of, you know, in the kind of more joyful sort of, you know, emotive things that we're talking about. It's about connection. It's about organic growth. It's about these things. Well, of course, there's the other side of nature as well. Yeah, but it's, that's that's a thing of balance. Mm-hmm. So I was in a workshop once with uh, the, the, the girl who gave the workshop had a pretty good idea, and that was we should help businesses die. Yeah. So we set up a business, and the business should survive forever. Mm-hmm. Bankruptcy is something. Well, certainly in, in the Netherlands, it isn't. A, it is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. So in America, you you can go bankrupt and then well, not much is going on, and you you, you start over. Mm-hmm. In Netherlands, that's a big thing. It destroys people literally, mm-hmm. many people. Um, but and and also we have very big companies that grow so big. There is no balance whatsoever with their surroundings. They don't even have a connection with the direct surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, and that these business, we should help them divide or die even. Yeah. And that's, that should actually be a, a, a profession. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To help people and, yeah. and relocate the, 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 the people that work there and the knowledge and, and the mm. materials. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. I think they, uh, do you, are you familiar with the, uh, with the idea, the phrase creative destruction? No, no. No, so it it was it sort of is spoken about more often actually from a sort of uh, an economics perspective. So a German economist called Schumpeter spoke about it, but he was talking about it in the context of capitalism, which is really from innovation. Oh, you know, you're constantly kind of creating new things, and so the new things make the old things obsolete. Yeah. Um, but actually, in a kind of uh, what is another person who spoke about it a lot was Marx, uh, and he was saying the whole system is built on constantly sort of collapsing into itself. But I, I think that there is something really interesting about this um, this kind of embracing endings. Uh, and I, I actually gave a talk around this, which like if you kind of look to um, how the Aborigines farm, for example, you know, kind of mass forest fires that have happened kind of recently are a kind of post-colonial phenomenon in Australia. When, uh, and they know that from the, the kind of the, the, the geology and, and looking, at, looking at that. And, and the thing is that, uh, so there's a kind of movement. Uh, I was in Australia a couple of years ago and I was talking to a, um, a, a friend and he, he was explaining to that there is kind of big movement of trying to kind of piece together kind of Aborigine knowledge of the land, which obviously has been hugely obliterated because obviously kind of the, the kind of people and culture has been obliterated. But they were trying to kind of piece together um, this, this sort of knowledge which existed. And one of the things they were looking at was this thing called fire stick farming which when the Aborigines tended the land, the kind of principle, and these are my words, obviously not theirs, is that kind of everything had a time to burn. 
And so what they did, you know, the way that the kind of industrial kind of fire management works is you take these huge tracts of land, you try and kind of build these kind of big kind of break areas so fire can't sort of spread. But essentially the idea is that then everything in that area burns. But of course, if everything in the area burns, there's nothing to kind of control any kind of future fire. And the way the Aborigines did it is that everything had a time to burn. So they just knew the relationship between things. So I can burn this now, and that allows this to grow, or I burn this now, and that allows this to grow. Uh, and I think that that kind of idea starts to kind of play into what you're talking about, Niels, there, which is actually there should we should be much better at death, I think. You know, actually, one of the things uh, I wrote about, you know, the greatest cause of death is birth. And so then by extension, the greatest cause of kind of birth is death. And I think kind of bringing these ideas into our day-to-day -day work, you know, the ideas that we work on, the ideas that we hold, and also into the kind of bigger ecosystems of our organizations, I think is a really important point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, well, Sander, uh, last week, uh, Sander told us a little bit about uh, how a forest works and this, the system of a forest. And he called, uh, uh, he mentioned culture, and he said mm. the 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 topsoil of a of a, of a forest, um, you can you can well, it's it's the same like culture mm. it grows also with uh, with death. So yeah. something dies, um, and microbes and, and 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 little insects and, and etc. Um, um, eats it, poops things out, and then it's it's uh, um, a resource for new birth. Mm. And that's when you look at business. Um, I don't know how it works in other countries, but in the Netherlands, there's uh, one guy. When 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 um, a business um, um, quits or dies, the the judge is um, um, uh, pointing one guy or woman, the curator. I know I don't know if it's mm -hmm. an English word. And Li yeah yeah, liquidator they are here. Yeah, yeah, he or she is going to um, to manage the the dying, mm -hmm. but it's it's more like getting as much as money, uh, yeah, saved for all the other, well, um, uh, businesses who who, who um, my English is today not uh, how you call it's better it? than my Dutch. You're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because the, the well the business has a depth with uh, all these uh, companies or um, um, but but no no one is really looking at the 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 resources with with this real value like well all the people who are working in mm. the uh, organization um, they have to search for another job but they have a lot of value and a lot of knowledge about mm. business etc uh, etc et and I think we can make more use of, of these um, uh, value that, that was built up in years of, of um, um, uh, having this business. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's the real value. And we, well, it, all the people are flying away mm -hmm. and, and it's gone. It's not gone, but it's not concentrated anymore. And Yeah. 
Uh, so I know Matt, uh, you're you're with us again. Thank you for for Matt. I know you you had some kind of interesting thoughts uh, bubbling, evolving around this this topic. It'd be great. Please please share if you are if you are feeling up to that. Yeah, well, you asked me yesterday a question mm. about what does this you know question if nature ran a business, and I you know I kind of dove dove in and sort of drew, started drawing, which is my kind of way of thinking, and. You know, I, I suppose it's this kind of question of uh, ownership. Like you guys are buying, you know, you're, you know, you're purchasing this land, this, this, uh, this twenty hectares. You know, do you think by defaulting to a monetary value that it's hard to um, imagine the uh, the nature, the natural value of the of the land because you're kind of you're you're in this, as you said, you know, you're in this uh, bootstrap mode of getting money from uh, local community, private investors, maybe banks, but actually the overarching in, in your head, it, it's still about money, not about nature. So it's kind of a question, do you think that that affects how you think about the land? Yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's because it's, it's on paper everywhere. So uh, when, so actually the, the land is bought by an investor is at the moment closely related to us. His, his goal is to, to get a re, re, regenerative farm there. So this, our plan is his goal. So that's a nice, nice, nice way of working. But then, yeah, he bought the land um, for a lot of money. And for, for your reference, in, in the Netherlands, this year, uh, one hectare was sold for 160,000 euros. It's not. It's not the price of our land, but in the in the Netherlands, one hectare was sold for for the highest price at the moment is one hundred sixty thousand euros a hectare. Is, there's no way you can get that value in monetary in the monetary systems of the land. So it, it has become a speculative thing, and that's yeah, that's something we have to work with. And um, in, I think we explained it three two two three weeks ago that we want to get the land out of the economical of the money system. So our goal is to, to buy the land back from the investor um, and put it in, a, in, a, in an entity uh, where we can write down that it can never be sold again and that its single purpose is to be managed regeneratively. So, so this putting it in uh, in trust in a sense. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, it's, it's a stifting uh, at the moment. The, the the most suitable solution in the Netherlands is a stifting, um, and we can just for eternity uh, write down it, it can never be sold again. But that's not totally true. If, if the state decides we want to have the land, they, they get it anyway, and then the monetary value is back. Mm. So that's it's it's a really difficult uh, situation. I'm I'm reading about it. Uh, I think Ben, you uh, showed me a book, The Plunder of the Commons, uh, months ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somewhere there, yeah. Somewhere there, which is, which is good. Moment yeah. to see how it how it came about that 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 everything has to be has has to have an owner. And in the Netherlands, you cannot have a piece of land that is not owned. Every single piece of land is owned by someone, the state or a private or whatever. And so yeah, and then ownership means means also economy, and means means uh, value. Um, and we, 
and what we are we um, we did some uh, uh, some workshops a course uh, about ownership and land and um, there were there are three things so the earth is owned by itself that's one thing that's true but it's also from for owned by us all all the people at the same time true and it's owned by one specific person that's also true at the same time those three things are true and the last thing so the, the this one specific person we call that creative ownership so we uh, get the um, um, how do you say that um, so the, the the people and the and the earth they say to the creative owners yes manage my land on this regenerative sustainable way and our actions our labor on the land that is something of value so we put a seed in the ground we nourish it and then something grows and then we have the fruits of of our labor with the land together and well that is something of value and you can measure it um, maybe also with with uh, with the currency or or etc so that's the the transfer how do you do the money transfer and of course but so then the money is directly related to a product and to labor yeah so it's not speculative it's it's not um, um, more than more value because we say it's it's a, it's a carrot and then with a very great story about a carrot that makes the carrot more value valuable so it's very very um, uh, honest and i think well the my my ideal my dream is that money isn't something um, well it's 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 it's, it's love money is love uh, and, um, and 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 it's not not something that you uh, it, it 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 is there it's not that you need something or do you have it's the means to an end it's yeah. not a goal <clears throat> uh, yeah yeah it's uh, rather than so rather than money being top of the let's say the organizational operational list you know, let's say the the nurture, the regeneration, the life-giving properties of the land come first, and the money just happens to be the um, just supports the growth. Let's say, yeah, yeah, and that's that's something. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's that's a great one, and maybe maybe a, a, a next episode or, or we we can talk about this cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bit an advocate for that. The seeds. Um, that's a currency. Um, it's not like a Bitcoin because they want to to have it uh, make it stable. So so actually people are going to trade with it. But it's a currency that is designed to um, to help um, regenerative um, um, uh, projects to 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 thrive in the future. So it's not extracting something from from Earth and from people. It's giving it. So people can uh, explore and, and, and initiate these projects. And uh, I think when you think about money uh, as a 
a resource to, to make it flourish, then only take it and take it so you can flourish by yourself. I think that's a, a, a different uh, uh, idea. Mm -hmm. Because now it's only, well, yesterday the news was that now Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos together owns as much as the uh, 50% of the people at the bottom of our society. Mm. So two person. But again, that's, um, that's media defaulting to only using money as a sign of success. You know, actually, there are only two people. What actually do they really give to the world? You know, apart from, you know, some nice toys and easy buying, you know, and one click, one click, you know, which, are, you know, we all, we all use. Um, that's, uh, that's the system that we've allowed to be created. Yeah, so I think um, we set up a business one a couple of years ago. It's called the Impact Accountant. Um, and it's now it's called the Scale of Significance. Um, and um, we set it up with an accountancy firm, Manifesto it's called in the Netherlands. And we are, we are looking for ways to, um, to look at the different ways of at values. So, if you, you have, so you have every year there's a... a I call it in 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 rekening. So every year we have a report of our business, and it says how well we've done, how much profit we've gained, how much uh, what the turnover was, etc. But you should also have some sort of a report on other values, the social value, the ecological value, and um, so this scale significance is now looking into it with also with researchers and business owners and the banks. Um, how we how we could develop such a skill so we can also compare companies uh, on on other values than only uh, financial profit, mm -hmm. and I think that's a that's that's is a nice starting point. Um, and so I think there there is a European law now that that companies cannot do bad things; <laughs> they're, they're trying to push it, or it's just you know, read something about it. Um, that's that's something. If you can say, okay, this this manufacturer uh, deploys people, uh, exploits people uh, uh, somewhere abroad, uh, that that should account for something. It, it's yeah. not only uh, uh, like, oh, you should not be doing that. It should actually have a consequence. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit conscious of time um, right. and our attempt to try and keep these within the half an hour window. Um, so I guess one of the, um, the you know, in, in much so much last week, the, this kind of theme of ownership uh, and theme of culture clearly become all important again, don't they? You know, whatever. I know we were discussing a slightly different theme last week, uh, but as we go into the kind of idea of business, the same, the same thing applies. Because I think everything you're talking about, Matt, a little bit, uh, and also uh, what, you know, if, you, if you're kind of culture, your relationship to money, actually just taking that point, you know, and where you kind of put it on the hierarchy, you know, whether it's the first thing, and obviously we know, we all know it's a kind of poor primary target, you know, and if you're choosing to kind of value other things, actually it's your culture that defines all of those things a little bit. Uh, it's the thing that sort of sets it out. Uh, and um, so, yes, it kind of feels like that. And then, of course, this, this kind of ownership question. So, um, you know, like nature, I guess, to take the literal thing, nobody owns nature, although people are trying 
have an ownership of it, but it works because it is decentralized. It works because there isn't a kind of ownership hierarchy. There's a kind of a whole interconnected number of parts, aren't there? Uh, and so I guess what we're sort of talking about is if business was going to be, if nature's going to set up a business, there wouldn't be a single owner uh, and culture would be all important. Yeah, I, just uh, just as a final thought, I was looking at Google Earth yesterday, you know, and you kind of, you zoom out, I, you know, I was looking at the UK and the kind of a particular region where I live, and then you get this general sense of green, and then you kind of zoom in, and then patterns start to emerge, and then you zoom in again, and all there is is boundaries. I mean, it's literally a patchwork of, of you know, of human-made boundaries that's, uh, you know, because of the question you asked me yesterday, Ben, it was that, well, all these boundaries suggest ownership. You know, I stand in my field and I've got a, you know, the the hedgerows around, but it's all a boundary. You know, it's it's all about stay off my land. This is mine. Mm. Um, you know, and of course that sets up a certain mindset, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Although I guess the thing, sort of, without going too far down this rabbit hole, the question is which way, you know, in what order does that happen? Does yeah. what sets, you know, is the mindset the thing that sets up the field or is the field the thing that, set, you know, the hedgerow the thing that sets up the mindset? Uh, and I think a lot of this is, is about mindset, isn't it? It's about a kind of feeling of competition versus cooperation. Yeah, yeah and I think there's a huge difference about ownership and management. Mm. So reading about the comments, there's always some sort of management required somebody we keep track of who's using what and um, but in the same book there's also it's about England uh, uh, there, there's this this this, uh, this uh, owners that, that, that are from abroad that only come to England to shoot mm -hmm. uh, shoot birds <laughs> yeah they hold huge amounts of land and they have no relationship whatsoever so they have no interest in what they shoot how much they shoot uh, mm. And I think that's the problematic thing. And it's also with the investors uh, that we are talking. So the people that are close by that have a relationship to the to the community in the neighborhood, they they um, tapping into the story about value, different yeah. kinds of value. And, and so I think that locality, uh, how you call it, is, is also very important. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so... Uh, yeah, in the spirit of timekeeping, we will draw that to a close. Um, so given this is all an experiment, like anybody, any of you guys kind of who joined us live, anybody who's listening to the podcast afterwards, if there are kind of specific things you think it would be interesting to talk about, let us know. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be subjected to us making it up as we go along, uh, which we can call regenerative from this point forward. Uh, used to be called making it up as you go along. Now it's regeneration. So uh, until we hear otherwise, we will continue to regenerate this conversation as we see fit. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for coming. Thank you, Yap and Niels. Thank you, Ben. And we will join you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.